These are the descendants of Noah's sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Japheth. And Japheth. Children were born to them after the flood. The descendants of Japheth, Gomer, Magog, Madai, Javan, Tubal, Meshech, and Tiras. The descendants of Gomer, this goes on like this. I'm here for this one. <laughs> what qualifications did I get for this? <laughs> Medal of Honor. <laughs> so, I'm Alexander. I'm Diogenes. And I'm Amuamua. And you're listening to Atheists Read the Bible. Cue theme music. Oh, Atheists oh, Read oh, the Bible. Oh, oh. Get ready for a spiritual journey as two godless atheists read the Bible from cover to cover. Will they learn to love Jesus? Or will they continue to forfeit their souls to Satan? Find out what happens when the Bible stops being polite and starts getting weird. So, Gomer. So we have to do Magog. descendants again? Jesus. Which sentence? Oh, the descendants. Oh, yeah, yes, we gotta the do. I thought you said we have to do the sentence chapter, again. Man. I'm like, my reading wasn't that bad. No, it wasn't that bad, but it's like, this is gonna be this whole episode is you struggling over names. <laughs> yeah. What is, it is <laughs> Japheth? Is that PH and F? Japheth? I guess it's Japheth. I mean, it's probably a Yafeth. It's the oh, J. yeah, that, yeah. That's, you're, that's right. Yes. <laughs> Yafeth. Yeah, no, you're right. Good. Now we're feeling good. Yeah. So Jafeth, uh, <laughs> Jafeth, according, according to the website you sent me, was the ancestor of Europe. I had his names. <laughs> yeah. I had no idea Gomer was a biblical name. <laughs> I just thought that just kind of crawled out of a southern cesspool. Yeah, Gomer Powell. Exactly. <laughs> uh, what when... is your major malfunction, Private Pile? The descendants of Gomer are Ashkenaz, Rifath, and Togmar. Togarma. Sorry, I'll do that again. The descendants of Gomer... Ashkenaz, Rifath, and Togarmar. Tog, to, to, Togarma. Uh, yeah. Uh, so. Like dinosaurs. Togarmar. Togar. <laughs> Not that easy, is it? What the word? I mean, is that, is that ruled out? Is that ruled out? Is there an interpretation? Has anybody found these to be dinosaurs? No, right? <laughs> the, the lizard people. Togarma, the lizard man. So according to uh, the lexicon on BibleStudy.com, which is what I referred to for all of these, uh, Togarma means thou will break her and oh, refers I. to Armenia. Yeah, a lot of these translations are like, huh? That sounds like rapey. Yeah, it does sound rapey. No, there's a lot of rapey shit in the Bible. Who would have thought? <laughs> the descendants of Javan, Elisha, Tarshish, Kitim, Rodanim. From these coastal peoples spread their descendants of Japheth in their lands with their own language by their families in their nations. So, now this is a little bit of a spoiler alert, but this is in, this is interpreted as, because you know everyone speaks Hebrew right now, according to Eliezer. Uh, this is, this is interpreted as God set this up. He actually does it in the next chapter. Uh, but Right, but that God set up the boundaries between nations and the boundaries between people being the main thing being this language, right? So that God created these borders, right? And that God created these nations and God created uh, these languages. 
And it's not just like an accident. It's a thing that happened because God uh, made it happen in the next chapter. But, uh, I, but my, point, my point being is that the ironic thing about that is uh, we don't recognize the names of any of these fucking groups today. Like none of these groups of people, like people try and relate this, uh, this chapter to uh, like current ethnic groups. And it's just a fraud endeavor because all of these people that are mentioned are around the Middle East. <laughs> like even the ones that are in Europe are in like Greece. There's no like one, one Norway exception. ancestor. One exception I would say though is Ashkenaz. It sounds awful. Uh, sounds an awful lot like Ashkenazic Jew, the Ashkenazim. Um, I wonder if there there's any connection there. So the, uh, the, the lexicon for Ashkenaz says, a man as sprinkled, fire as scattered. So that was clarifying. <laughs> <laughs> what, what is... A desert. What is, did we Sand, read? sprinkled, dust. Yeah, we got through that. Who is Magog? <laughs> Magog means the land of Gog. <laughs> It is the mountainous region between Cappadocia, wherever that is, and Media, wherever that is. So that explains so, it. <laughs> so Japheth called his child, I will name you the Land of Gog. Yeah, it seems like it yes. was uh, retconned on there. It's not quite uh, original. Right. Well, how does the authorship tie in? Is it part oh, of the original? So the authorship, the uh, the first line, uh, and these are the records of Noah's son, Shamhem, and Japheth, uh, comes to us from the redactor. The great redactor. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so so the that first bit comes to us from the uh, the great redactor. And uh, then it switches to the priestly source. And then we're in the priestly source until verse 8. And we have not gotten that far. All right. Exactly. Oh, wait, can we maybe, wait. maybe one thing on Magog? Sure, about sure. About being named after the land? Yeah. Yes. Maybe that's their way of, you know, really identifying with God and, and the oneness and eliminating that ego or the identification, you know, and uh, it's trying to keep that chain going of holiness where it's like, I am man of land. Just <laughs> man. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, so, uh, <laughs> well, is there any significance to the, the coastland? Because they... I do see that it's no, it is noted there in the Companion Bible. That's one of the ones I've used, recommended by Jordan Maxwell. Okay. And they, they said the, yeah, the coastlands were separated in that one. So what's up with that? Yeah. It's very strange, right? Like, it's like saying like these people settled in this area. They were all coastal peoples. These are the Mediterraneans, you know, these yeah, are the pirates. Yeah, I think they're the Mediterraneans, right. The descendants of Ham, Cush, Egypt, Put, and Canaan. The descendants of Cush, Seba, Havilah, Sabta, Rama, and Sabteca. The descendants of Rama, Sheba, and Dadan. Cush became the father of Nimrod. He was the first on earth to become a mighty warrior. He was a mighty hunter before the Lord. Therefore, it is said, like Nimrod, a mighty hunter before the Lord. The beginning of his kingdom was Babel, <laughs> Erech, and Akkad, all of them in the land of Shinar. <laughs> so let, let, let's, let's unpack this a little bit. Uh, like, uh... Yeah, can I just I add like one? I like that saying, though. Like, I use that every day. Like, oh, you're like a mighty hunter before the Lord. Well, like it says, he was a mighty <laughs> hunter before the Lord. Therefore, right. it is said, like Nimrod, <laughs> I a mighty it's... hunter before the Lord. But this is a weak translation according to the Companion Bible, guys. 
It's a weak translation. Was the companion second say? part, the second verse, uh, it's he was a mighty hunter before the Lord. Wherefore it is said, even as Nimrod, the mighty hunter in defiance of the Lord. Ah, yeah, because uh, Nimrod. Why would it be echoed, you know, if it wasn't if something more exaggerated, right? Well, here's the thing. The word Nimrod means rebel. Not yep. dumbass? <laughs> yes. Oh, Not, being no. a child of the 90s, I always thought Nimrod meant dumbass. Yeah, yeah from yeah. Bugs Bunny. That, that was, yes. Yes, that's what they would call Elmer Fudd. Well, not only, well, it was also made its way into Pete and Pete. Anyway. <laughs> Endless Mike. It makes sense. Pro that sounds like Monarch programming, doesn't it, guys? What do you think? No, no. Because MK. So, so. <laughs> Pete and Pete? Hold on. Let's, oh, let's... Oh, 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 I think I don't think there's this thing that was on TV that wasn't. But we'll, we'll get to that. We're only in the Bible. <laughs> Wait, is this, a, is this a Mandela effect thing? What do you, no. Was Pete and Pete not really Pete and Pete? Well, Pete or they Pete, spelled it with like Pete some Pete's weird way? Pete and Pete's on Nickelodeon, right? Yeah. All right, that's enough said. But I can go further. Nickelodeon's owned by Viacom. Which right. that is correct. can continue to go down the line to some very, very uh, defiant people themselves. Some Nimrods. Mm. I said they're, they're descendants of Nimrod, if you fucking will. Fucking Nimrods. Yeah. Fucking Nimrods over here. That symbol, that V, reminds me of oh, Arrow. Any. Um, we'll get to this. We'll get to this later. So here's what's really interesting. Here's what's really interesting to me about this. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on. The Torah says something else. Oh, what does the Torah say? The exact opposite of the Companion Bible. What does it say? It says, He was a mighty hunter by the grace of the Lord. Hence the saying, like Nimrod, a mighty hunter by the grace of the Lord. So the Torah repeats itself, but it's grace, not defiance. Right. See, I would say grace could also mean like by the blessing, you know, in a way where you have the talent. So grace could not mean that he's... Ah, right. I don't know why it's being repeated if it doesn't mean something bad. Why does it necessarily have to be bad to be repeated? Because uh, of what happens in the, in the f future, mostly, but we haven't gotten there yet. I, what do we all get to, 11? So, okay, so here's a weird thing. Uh, yeah. So. Yeah, it's, it's basically by the end of the chapter we can see. So, in the next chapter, there's the Tower of Babel thing. And the traditional belief is that Nimrod was the one who commissioned the Tower of Babel, right? But that's not actually in the Bible. The Bible doesn't actually say who commissioned it, that it was Nimrod. Uh, but what I wanted to bring up that I think is interesting about Nimrod... That Kush has a very interesting lineage. <laughs> I do not see Indica or Sativa listed amongst the lineage of Kush. <laughs> you know, it's the Hindu Kush. That's a place, right? Well, all of these places are places, right? Yeah, like but Babylon. Could you let me finish my thought, though? Sorry. <laughs> okay, so the thing that's interesting about Nimrod is Babel, Erech, or Aruk, and Akkad, and the land of Shinar. Shinar is the uh, Hebrew word for Mesopotamia. These are all real places. Nimrod, not a real person. Uh, there's a lot of different theories about it. There's, uh, but it's thought that he's, that this is either polemical against the Sumerian god Ninurta, or that he's a conflation of different rulers. Now you were talking Bible Nimrod, not or Sumer Nimrod, Babylon. But that's the thing. Nimrod doesn't exist, right? These these cities that are real places are like totally different empires and they all kept records. That's the notable thing about all these civilizations, right? Is they all had writing. So like Uruk, guess, guess who is a king of Uruk according to the Sumerian king's list? Gilgamesh, right? A lot of people think Nimrod was Gilgamesh on YouTube. Uh, 
a more prevalent view on Wikipedia is this. <laughs> Nimrod is actually a conflation of Sargon the Akkad and uh, who founded the Akkadian Empire, obviously. And uh, this other guy, Tukulti Ninurta the First. But it's interesting looking into the history of these different cities because these are all real places, right? Babel is Babylon. And it means uh, mixing or confusion, confusion through mixing. So that'll... Th but we are going through the propaganda machine, the ultimate propaganda machine. So... Like, like giving divine right like he's, to he's writing a story. He's writing a story based on other myths from other cultures. Right. Uh, you know, not really what's going on here from the Bible's creation of Satan or what we've turned Satan into. The ultimate, you know, the ultimate war between good and evil there. But wasn't... How did we get to Satan? Yeah, if we could just continue this tangent, though, maybe we'll cut it out. Um... <laughs> do you do you uh Amuamua, do you see uh the snake the serpent in the garden as satan or a good character or is it like a prometheus character what's your take on the serpent uh the best interpretations i've heard are from jordan maxwell and michael tesarion where the first slave that was created is, you know, there was a slave race that these aliens created when they were here from the ape. And that first one was the most obedient, or wasn't the most obedient, and it was the most intelligent and psychic one. And they broke away from their rulers and became their own masters and set up a Lemuria. Is, while, that, is that like the Ajiji like, gods? The Ajijis? Yeah, the Ajiji gods. I don't know about the Ajijis. This is like Atlantis. Heard of the Ajijis. He basically, this is the establishment of Atlantis. I mean, they're called, uh, they're like the Draconian race. But aren't the, but isn't Lemuria in the middle of the ocean? And it's kind of like a... Um... Now it is. Yeah, it's kind of like where uh, Australia was. And it it's, disappears? Wait, what's Lemuria? It's, right, uh... So Lemuria, yeah. We yeah. didn't read about that, did no, we? No, no, this is, um... I don't yeah, know where is, it comes from, but it... This it comes from the Hindu, uh, the Bhagavad Gita or the Mahabharata, one of the one of those books. I got to double check, but I know that Lemuria that he was talking about, um, and also I think he, he's Irish descent, so he has, they have their own legends of what's happened. But Lemuria was this break off of these strong, like good light beings. Like uh, they still had the divinity that we have and this this group or race that was in Atlantis was essentially doing all of the false creation and breeding and playing with the timeline. They did not have the divinity that we naturally had from however this creation system works, however this God sources. So these are a perverse group of people that have then created one slave. We rebelled. They left and when they left, they created a second slave, and that was the Adam slave, the Adamic slave. And Adam and Eve weren't as smart as us. They were dumbed down. They weren't psychic as the other, as the Lemurians. And when they found out that they were bred, that they started to make another slave, they went to tell them that, you know, you guys are under their spell, basically, like you could be your own masters. And his interpretation or the interpretation is that the snake is them, the, uh, you know, the, the Lemurians, because they are known as the sons of the serpent. And then the bad people at Atlantis are the Serpentarians. So they're the real serpents. So they've swapped it in the Roman, in Roman Catholicism and Christianity. And some of the stories have made the snake bad on purpose. But their interpretation is that the good guys came told them and the eaves were the ones who heeded the warning and understood and they demanded that the atoms come with them so they took a small group and now a second group had rebelled and when the second group rebelled now the the you know the serpentarians of atlantis were pissed and they looked for something that would work better with their dna from the planet that would be more obedient and maybe you know could venerate them 
like they would like and would just work for them. And that's where they found the reptile, apparently, and created the reptilian, which then became the most subservient. And uh, the true war began that would then, you know, cause a flood or continue our some of the like battles that the Hindus speak of, where there were nuclear weapons used and there was extreme technology that was available and the world went into a cataclysmic state. And then when it, what emerged is basically our modern day history and it's been completely controlled by this, this group of mostly reptilian bloodlines, but we have all, like everybody survived the flood. Unlike, it's not like Noah's family was the only one who populated as you guys discussed there were other people who populated. We know this, and this whole, this whole Bible and all the world has been about uh, eugenics and epigenetics, and is now the future. And you can see what's going on. That this is a thing. We can see the genealogy is important. One uh, thing. So uh, one thing something. that occurred to me uh, after having Mike on and uh, talking about the idea of uh, be fruitful and multiply. And like, is there a mirror for that? Like, what was the other thing they were doing? Uh, oh, uh, yeah. Don't that. multiply. Like, that seems weird for a religion. But what if it's a slave race, right? And you're the Anunnaki. And like, right, you create this race to mine the gold. And then at some point, like, there's you know there's rogue anunnaki creating hybrids and there's you know there's all this different kind of shit going on and you have to like clear the experiment well this is this is the story of enki isn't it enki they they come down they create the 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 race to actually mine the gold uh and then enki feels bad and gives man the power to uh I don't think it was fire. That was Prometheus. But there was something that. <laughs> well, in Enuma Elish, isn't isn't psych, it's a psychic power? I think they had the psychic power, and they it was uh, um, androgynous, and they were you know it was like the two face kind of thing. I think you guys spoke about it in the yeah the first, first creation the story, yeah. right? The lightning bolt and the splitting. So the Adam and Eve. That's when we were split. That's when the psychic was separated. Uh, and then we were forced to chase the other half of our psychic selves was the idea. You know, it was like some, some, something with the split of the Adam and Eve unit. The other people didn't, uh, I don't think they could procreate the first, the first race, according to them. Oh, so, but okay. the second race could procreate because they were dumb enough. So it was something like that. But, and then obviously the reptile race. And then that's why, like, since then the reptile has had such a bad, uh, point of view because they want to demonize the reptile for a reason it's like to keep the war going you know but in reality it's like the reptile is also asleep right but you know you can't stop those guys because they don't have the they, they don't have the empathy or uh the same conscience that we do i mean the reason why they said the genetic work better was because they're willing to kill their young they can leave their young they're cold-blooded they're stronger faster smarter more competitive, more obedient, more, you know, they hold veneration as a high level, so. But you know what's going to stop all of them? Us. The interdimensional working class conspiracy. <laughs> no, yes. And um, the clockwork I mean, like, gnomes. That's what it is. We I, need I, the I would, clockwork gnomes uh, on our side. If we can get the clockwork gnomes. Is this some gnomes. Alex Jones nonsense? Yo, the interdimensional... Wait, the interdimensional middle class? What? What was it? That's no, no, no. The clockwork gnomes are the ones you meet with on DMT, right? Yes. Yeah. I've seen them. What I I've said was the interdimensional working class conspiracy. Working class conspiracy. Right. And that can, that working class conspiracy <laughs> is a field of slip and slides. No, but that's what we need. You need that. Oh, for, well, we know it's like the conspiracies. If, if it's labeled conspiracy, there's a reason. And, I mean, we're, we're going through the master of propaganda here. I mean, between the Bible and Shakespeare right up to MK Ultra, you get right up into AI. I mean, the man that's mind control 101 right there in four movements. You get to where we are today. Right, which brings us to an interesting question, which is if, like, there's real records of real people founding these different cities of Uruk, Babylon, and uh, Nineveh, 
why invent this mythological figure of Nimrod to found these actually existing places? To give divine right of ownership, maybe? Right. Another interesting thing is Nineveh means the abode of Ninus. Who is Ninus? He's another king that never really existed, who supposedly founded Nineveh. Like ancient He hung out with Gog. Ancient historians did not have the same standard somehow. I don't know. Like, I don't know if they I were peer-reviewed. Like, but, but, but according to Wikipedia, Gilgamesh was real. Gilgamesh was a real fucking person who walked the earth. Gilgamesh and his winds. <laughs> Hind winds. Well, it's fair to say that, you know, the world, we don't have any, any real truth on this planet unless you look very deep beneath coding i think the only thing we can do is decode much like your this show is designed to do right uh, that is this interdimensional working class conspiracy can break slides yes of slip and slides can break the uh the time traveling clone creating reptilian alien anunnaki hybrids that are running the place but apparently, there is a star. Apparently, there's a Stargate holding them here, which is also said. So there's a there is a good source. There's a guardian, uh, you know, a guardian builder race, and they believe in a source god, much like the things clockwork that we've been gnomes. Taught. Exactly. I mean, literally, there's a clockwork gnomes. The gnomes they probably have embedded into the system of the time matrix, so that people can keep enjoying their lives without it being run down. But there's like they believe in a source god. Uh, the same way that we are discussing a source god. That, right. I mean, all science and any physicist will actually believe in it. So how do you, can I just bring this back to the Bible for, uh, <laughs> you, you, you believe that the Satanist thing is associated with Babylon somehow? Oh yeah, that's, that's what we're getting to basically. Real, well, Babylon's in the story, so you can talk about it because we're not going to have you for the next chapter. <laughs> so if you have anything you want to say about like, I, I saw somewhere that the Tower of Babel was actually supposed to be a Stargate. I saw somewhere that like they were going to go up and kill God some, uh, somehow. It's actually a space elevator. See, that's An what I'm talking about. space elevator. A serpent shaped like a serpent. That's, I mean, that's that's good stuff. And I love the Ur the Ouroboros. You know, the dragon eating its tail, or the serpent eating its tail, is supposed to represent the Stargate as well. Oh. So apparently, everything is about them getting out of the Stargate. So, how does Anubis work into this? How does who? Anubis. Doesn't he guard An the Stargate? He did in the An movie. Oh my God! I wish. <laughs> Just, that's like a Greek god, though, right? Anubis? No, he's the Egyptian <laughs> god of the dead. From that land, he went into Assyria and built Nineveh, Rehoboth Ear, Kala, and Resin. Between Nineveh and Kala, that is a great city. Egypt became the father of Ludim, Ananim. An Anamim? Anamim. 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 Fuck. Lahabim, <laughs> Naphtuhim, Pothruhim, <laughs> Kosluhim, and Kofturim, for which the Philistines come. You Philistine. <laughs> that, that's a... Your mom's the Philistine. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to have a snappy rejoinder, but I don't have one. Um... Part of the strategy, I think, was uh, while you look up the meanings, is that we've just changed names and languages so many times to make sure that we don't remember or can't connect the people right. who are around polluting and stealing our knowledge and hopefully storing it for us in the Vatican so we could break in one day and see it. But right now we don't have really the truth. I mean, the monks took every original copy and cop, you know, burned the original, burned most of it, and then probably took an original or copied it brought it somewhere else and then we've just gotten translations so i mean it's been very rough since the reformation to say what is somewhat accurate we really we're kind of screwed but so, this is still the old testament this is the torah according according to yeah, uh, we, can't, we can't i mean you just can't believe that this is okay just let me get you know 
according I mean, to Bible Hub, <laughs> which is the authority on this podcast, along with Chabad.org, uh, anonym, anonym, anonym. Yeah, what what accent do you put the syllable on? Well, and I added actually, <laughs> Alexander, that was one of the things I was just about to point out. It is means the fact that hold on, hold on. Let me tra- oh, it, yeah, animum, bro, animum, animum, it means animum, animum. afflictions of waters, a tribe of Egyptians. It was a tribe of Egyptians. But all the like angels. next four of them are all like Egyptian tribes. Well, you also see like a difference in the way the names sound. Right. Like the groups of names sound very different. Tarshish sounds very different than Kef- Kefortim. You know, and, and you have a lot of names. Did we eat that? Jesus. Yeah, and then the whole ites, the whole ites, they get their own little group. Ites? You got the... The ites? You got the M, the Oz, the ites. And Canaan begat Sadan, his firstborn, and Heth. And the Jebusite, and the Amorite, and the Gergesite, and the Hivite, and the Archite, and the Sinite, and the Aravidite, Arvidite, Arvidite, and the Semirite, and the Hamathite. And afterward were the families of the Canaanites spread abroad. And the border of the Canaanites was from Sidon. As thou comest to Gerar unto Gaza, as thou goest unto Sodom and Gomorrah and Adma and Zeboim, even unto Lasha. These are the sons of Ham after their families, after their tongues, in their countries, and in their nations. Oh, wow. Ham. So, yeah, the Canaanites, right? Those are the ones who got cursed. They're they went cursed. to Sodom and Gomorrah to do all their weird sex stuff, presumably. Yeah. These are the bad boys. <laughs> or there's, there's only a group of the bad boys, right? I mean, he has more bad boys. Wasn't Cush also? We got Nimrod, and then Nimrod was causing trouble up top. Now we're down here with these bad boys. Right, but Cush wasn't the one who got cursed. Canaan was the one who got cursed, which is like... It gets into that whole racist thing about the curse of Ham. It's not consistent because Kush are the black people in the story. <laughs> so the Kushites are the black ones. And uh, yeah, he didn't curse Kush. He cursed Canaan. But the Canaanites are the ones that were like the Native Americans of their day, I feel yeah, like. But Noah, wait, Noah cursed him or God? I mean, it was Noah who cursed him. Yeah, Noah curses him. He says he's going to be the lowest of slaves among his brothers or something. Yeah, so I mean, all he did was create, it was just man creating chaos, you know, man himself playing God creating sin or more more evil, more sin amongst ourselves and amongst, you know, the division that we don't need out here. So I guess you also said it earlier how uh, God has pitted his creatures against each other. Yeah, that seems to be a theme, doesn't it? Because we got nations now, which means presumably militaries, war, taxes, Uh, the whole bit. Well, even in here, in the Companion Bible, it says, out of that land in in 11, verse 11, out of that land, he, Nimrod, went forth into Asher and invaded it and builded Nineveh or Nineveh and the city Rehoboth and Kala. So it says he invaded in this one. I don't know. It seems like the Companion Bible... It's like who built those other cities? Like how many people are there around? It just seems like family. So is each person's house like, hey, this is a city. It's weird. The first city was Enoch, right? Which was just uh, Cain, Cain's sister who he was fucking, and Enoch, and presumably their other children. But they built a city. That's like the first thing they did. Yeah. It's like, wait, what? <laughs> like. Do you need like more people to have a city? It was like one of those Chinese ghost cities. Yeah, but it's gonna, they're only building to crop, prop up their economy. Yeah, yeah, it's just a giant bubble. Or they're building for the aliens. Oh. Oh, we got a 
have a put everybody when everyone's down to hang out and they're like, oh, we're going to be cool about it. But wouldn't they all fit into the this communication? <laughs> I mean, does China need those cities? Because I feel like all the aliens that would come down could actually fit in all of the vacant housing in Manhattan. Yeah, no, the, I think the what I'm saying is we're going to have to go live there. And the aliens. Oh, I got it backwards. That's, that's, our, that's our FEMA camp. That's China's. China's got our FEMA camps built out for us when the aliens come down. Well, what about the? Uh... I want to live in the one that they built to look like Paris. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't that be like the most surreal FEMA camp experience if you were in a place that's like, kind of like Las Vegas, and the fact that it's like a theme, like resort of a fucking weird place. <laughs> They did it in Vegas. That would just be a cruel joke. Like, Haha, we had you the whole time, bastards, and you fell for it. You let us establish this capital, this sin city, and now look at what happened. Well, Sodom you, and Gomorrah all over again. Well, you know, in uh, Sodom means burning, and Gomorrah means submersion, which uh, seems like they were at real places. I don't know. If Sodom means burning, hey, I'm God gonna go move to burning. <laughs> I just got this killer apartment out in burning. I mean, honestly, kind of like this is the hottest spot to live. <laughs> not far off. So you this know, is like we're not that far off. So this here. is like South Beach in Miami. It's exactly. like I'm going exactly. to submersion. I'm exactly. going to burning. So Sodom is South Beach. That's. What's Gamora now? Wait, what was... Which, no, which, Gamora uh, is submersion. Gamora is submersion, right? Sodom's hot? Yes. Yeah. All right, good. So we're, Sodom is South Beach. Gamora, Gamora. Yeah, Sodom is burning. Gamora, oh, Gamora is Thailand. Submersion. Tsunami. They're underwater. <laughs> 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 No, but we could really do Sodom would have to be Vegas and Thailand. But maybe you could do Colombia, but Colombia is not that crazy. I kind of enjoyed it. And I know a great shaman who's from Colombia. Really? Yeah, man. I saw the clockwork gnomes. Believe it. Believe it. There's some sort of machine running this place. Well, not a machine, but like a spiritual machine. You know, like we said, the source machine. It's like it has mechanisms, and I'm pretty sure they have some fail safes to stop these other races or whoever these uh, badasses are that we had to write a book to make sure we traced where the genetics went, you know, to uh, whoever these badasses are. Somebody's keeping an eye on them, or whatever the good is that we have in us is identifiable with that source and maybe these other races. So there has to be, uh, I don't know, I think there has to be some truth in these. In these stories, uh, you know the myth, the myths of the stories. So, so you feel like that that this lineage is actually a thing. There's a reason for it. Uh, I do, I do believe that either, either, you know, they're if they're doing it for complete disinformation, then it's good to know it all so that we could, you know, trace the true facts. But also, I believe that it's something to keep track of for a reason. Like, you know, definitely. Uh, was very important to many people and as much as it's been perverted uh and it's been cleansed they also have changed names and they think it's probably so buried that nobody would ever find out that it you know they probably kept a lot of truth in here that we can still glean from so and the truth is like what names like look how long is it going to take us to even figure out anything going through names and lands that we seriously so it's like they don't really care and they'll just throw it right out there and act like we told you on atheists read the bible we ask the question is this interesting (laughs) (laughs) no so let's barrel through this (laughs) i feel like this is got to be like a reference chapter because it's giving us all of these names we have no idea who these people are and there, you presume that something's going to happen with some of them in the future. So but do there's you revert, so many names back? like that. And like the name Sheba like turns up in like four different fucking places. There's a queen there, right? It's the queen of Sheba. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's... wait, isn't it? Isn't that the 
Uh, is that Kenya? Ethiopia. Right. The Ethiopian Jewish tribe who believes or who has some kind of lore around the stars and they had the Ark of the Covenant. I don't know about this. I no, know this is the thing. This is the, there's a tribe of Jews in Kenya or in Ethiopia. I don't know. Of Jews? Yes. And it's it's like the this lost tribe thing. And <laughs> there's they, Jews in, in wait, Ethiopia. So black Israelites? <laughs> yeah. And they have, they supposedly have, uh, or had at some point, the Ark of the Covenant. And it was hiding out in um, Ethiopia. But they also talk about, like, uh, beings coming from a star system. Yeah, it says Beta Israel is this Ethiopian Jews. Uh, oh, back to the genealogy thing. I mean, again, the reason why they keep such track of it was the whole spiritual cleansing of the bloodlines and the genetics. Now, tell me about the... that. Why does there need to be spiritual? Is that because of the angels? That, so uh... apparently that that is uh, that's, that might, that's what my, yeah, that's kind of what Michael Desarion's talking about. He talks about the uh, the uh, the idea that this other group has been perverting like these fallen angels. This other race has been perverting the natural structure of DNA. And it's been the the higher form of the source code to try to cleanse itself of this perverse intrusion. But obviously they're very strong and apparently we are uh, a hybrid of these DNAs and it's been trying to purify itself the whole time. And some of this representation in the world symbolically is the checkerboard, the black and white checkers, the Masonic checkers. That's supposed to symbolize the checkerboard DNA and control and subservience and impurity types of things. Because we all know Watson and Crick are famous for discovering the checkerboard pattern of DNA. <laughs> <laughs> Very famously discovered the checkerboard pattern of DNA. Yes, as if the, as if the mind control needed any further move, momentum at that moment. But, uh, yeah, so... That's like the cleansing of the bloodlines actually kind of aligns with stuff on that. Those arguments where they talk about, you know, these alien bloodlines or higher bloodlines trying to cleanse themselves because they did turn evil. And there was this incest. There was this influence of, you know, perversion and negative things that, you know, have reversed the real true current of creation. So anyway, guys, if we do talk about Nimrod for the last thing we can say about him was, uh, the Semiramis Nimrod story of uh, of the Sumerians, this Bab this foundation of Babylon is supposedly the first an or another break or disobedience of polytheism and falsely deifying Nimrod as Semiramis has the maniacal plan to, you know, get impregnated by Nimrod or, or pretend to be impregnated by Nimrod and then saying that she has the immaculate conception of another baby who then rules and his Nimrod re Right, the thing about that, though, is so, I mean, Marduk then, was always like, Babylon became a great city when that guy, insert the name of that guy here. Uh, <laughs> we should actually insert it from the previous episode. No, no, that guy, well, he made Marduk the head of the Pantheon. So he was Amorite. What was it? it was the first Babylonian Empire? I don't know. So how far does the team reach? The team? Oh, the team. Well, most of the team is created out of the creation of ego and personality and the way our world is set up. It just unknowingly serves itself. So most people trying to get ahead or do what they think might be the right thing here are, are unknowingly serving this, this beast. You know, but yeah, I mean, I, it's pretty clear to me that there's been a group that has run the, you know, not only the political and religious scheme, the mytho the mythological scheme, the economic scheme, all the resources. Somebody's been keeping track of everything for a reason this whole time. And I think uh, the Michael Desarion explanation is that this is a, a another group from a, or a, a, an extraterrestrial group that landed at Tiamat. 
They were chased out by a benevolent species, the benevolent ones that set up the Stargate. Wait, Tiamat is a place? It was a planet, and it was a watery planet in our solar system close to Earth. Uh. And apparently it would reflect the sun. So, I mean, it, there was references to it being the brightest star in the sky or like a second sun. And this is how later the mythology was brought in, like you said, with Milton, where Lucifer is is attributed to the Tiamat and the fallen angels, because these fallen angels basically landed on Tiamat, set up a decoy system, and then went and hid in the caverns and the uh, oceans of Earth. And this species chased them to Tiamat, saw that they landed there based on the, you know, the uh, electronic signal that they had and blew up the planet. So they say, like, how bad could these species be if somebody wanted to blow up a planet? So, like, the people who landed in America, or, I mean, in uh, in Earth, were really bad. And then they emerged after the planet was blown up and established Atlantis. And then had to geographically, you know, set up their, locate themselves in the solar system or in the in the galaxy. So that's where these monuments come up and they start to breed the hybrids immediately because they had their ships and they had a level of technology that they could just roll out immediately. And these are where, that's where the story comes that like it's Lucifer, the fallen angels. That's what he says. It's from another star system. And they came here and then started to pervert a natural creation that would have been, you know, I don't know how far we were along the lines if it was uh, like a Neanderthal level man, but I, I think it was just under pro-magnum well if we believe the story right we humans made it all the way to chapter six before uh our dna was corrupted um i think technically it's kind of corrupted after i mean it's kind of corrupted right from the beginning almost it's almost like they kind of play around I don't know. And I mean, again, it's so doctored, but according to like the Stargate thing, you could even say that this, you know, this other race might have uh, created something, maybe some more stuff for the earth. Uh, so they were the ones bearing the fruit and, and, and breeding stuff. You know, they're the ones breeding the seeds and breeding the animals. And maybe, maybe they have their own, uh, technology system and they build they build something that is like a sun and a moon system that we don't understand you know there could be there could be like a whole bigger even if it's a computer simulation type of explanation uh there could be something more to genesis being not only the not the source god but these gods creating us and then getting to the adam you know getting to adam and eve and this was being the people in the garden of eden who were then coaxed out by one of their other creations that they don't mention because they don't want you to know about that, you know? Mm. So there's, that was, that's, that's the perspective, at least that they're taking in the other videos or the other books. Cause the book's called the destruction of Atlantis. Michael Desarion's book. It's one of them. And it's, uh, I mean, he's like, he's just a, an amazing speaker and writer and the amount of information that they have is it's mind boggling that this is what, that we aren't like raised with this information from the very beginning that we have to go through this 30 years of your life, you know, listening up again before we get to decipher and now try to make our own sense of it and, you know, make a show, which is cool. I'm happy that you guys are doing this. I'm happy I get to join, you know, I want to do a spinoff, uh, atheist read on propaganda by Edward Bernays. Don't get good. saucy with we'd me, get, Bernays. We'd get uh, <laughs> we we'd get caught up in copyright conflicts. I think. Uh, but okay, does someone well, does someone want to read on. the next part, or you have a thing? I got okay. a thing. I'll get you. I'll Wasn't Tiamat uh, what they called the planet that, that collided with Earth to make the moon? Yeah, exactly. So that's what they're saying. It's like if, if the moon is kind of created at the same time that this other species comes down or that this other species had to crash land. Uh, and they said when Tiamat was destroyed that the waters, that things did come crashing down into Earth, that, you know, that's that was another cause for a different flood. One of the deluges is Tiamat. And then there's one later for Noah. So... 
there's yeah like it was there and it did come down and mess up the earth and it's possible that either the moon was created but they did say that it created the asteroid belt uh and if it didn't create the moon it's possible that this alien species could have created the moon too you know that there is it's a satellite for a reason and it does certain things to either control or create a frequency for them to uh maintain control but apparently the stargate they can't get out of the stargate so maybe you know the 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 moon could also be something for maybe the more powerful species the benevolent species i don't think so though i'm pretty sure the moon is hooked up to the bad boys hmm. yeah so but yeah i mean that's tiamat's interesting that's where a lot of stuff a lot of stuff gets gets wishy-washy tiamat the uh primordial chaos of the deep yes. yeah and then it's I'm like sure what landed this one too yeah, and what, uh, lands there, what lands there goes into we... the abyss, right? Right. And the abyss is the demons. The demons come right. from the abyss. So, I mean, there's stuff to that. Which leads you right into Aquaman. We can do a little Marvel plug. Are we allowed to do, I mean, a DC plug? Aquaman? <laughs> Antichrist, Atlantis. Uh, it tells you the whole story, basically. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah, it's all gravy. But yeah, moving on. Where mm -hmm. are we, guys? Where are we? See, oh, I just want to point out that God created even the sea monsters. That's one thing Genesis is very clear about. When we talk about these demons coming from the deep, they were actually created by God in some fashion. To Shem, also the father of all the children of Eber, the elder brother of Japheth, children were born. The, 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 the descendants. <laughs> the descendants. The descendants. It's, I think that's what they called themselves, the descendants. That's what yeah. they called their uh, band of <laughs> Shemites. Oh, hello, fellow descendants. <laughs> that's great. That's great. The descendants of Shem. Elam, Ashur, Aparshad, Lud, and Aram. The descendants of Aram, Uz, Hul, Gether, and Mash. Arpashad became the father of Shelah, and Shelah became the father of Eber. Oh, it's Eber the second? There was a previous Eber? I don't see another Eber. Uh, Shem had an Eber, and then Shelah had an Eber. Oh. oh, yeah, yeah. To Eber were born two sons. The name of one was Peleg, for th in his... For in his days the earth was divided, and his brother's name was... Yoktan. Oh, God, that was painful. <laughs> <laughs> So Peleg means divided, and uh, what does Yoktan mean? <laughs> Smallness. And he was the patriarch of various Arabian tribes. Oh, and then the other thing I wanted to mention was Asher means a step, and uh, was the ancestor of the Assyrians. And Eber is supposedly... Which Eber? Uh, the first one or the second one? <laughs> Which one? There's two. Dude, let me just say what I'm going to say. <laughs> Eber means the region beyond. And uh, uh, people are saying on the internet that it's where the term Hebrew comes from. Ah... Eber. From the beyond, man. <laughs> Way out there. And Gether means fear. Uz means wooded and is the country of Job, probably east and southeast of Palestine, somewhere in the Arabian desert. Uh, Lud means strife and was the progenitor of the Lydians. And Asher... Uh, means a step was the I think I said that the ancestor of the Assyrians, but I think there's also a city. Uh, 
associated with Asher. Yoktan became the father of Almodad. Shelef has <laughs> oh man uh, has our Maveh Jera Had Hadorum Uzal Dikla Obal Abimael Sheba Ophir Havala and Yaakov. These were all the defendants of Yoktan. The territory in which they lived extended from the Misha in the direction of Sefer, the hill country of the east. These are the descendants of Shem, and by the families, their languages, their lands, and their nations. Oh, well, I know just where that is. It's in the direction of Sefer, <laughs> the hill country of the east. <laughs> Why don't oh, they use regular I vaca- place names? I vacationed in the co- hill country of the east last uh, last summer. Had a villa there. Before you finish, do you want to just throw the last verse in there? And then we can talk about Shem or not? Sure. <laughs> Stop it. I, 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 wanted to, I wanted to keep you in uh, anticipation. Just, I love it. That's a true Shem way. <laughs> so, no? Oh, these are the families of Noah's sons, according to their genealogies, in, the, in their nations, and from these nations spread abroad on the earth after the flood. And uh, in the Companion Bible it says, And by these were the nations divided in judgment in the earth after the flood. Wow. In judgment. That, that, Whoa. I mean, that's putting some uh, flavor on it, huh? Right, the companion. I mean, this whole, this whole chapter has had a lot more flavor because, uh, at least on theirs, they had the coastal lands. They had in defiance. He invaded uh, Asher, in terms of Nimrod, and then in the end, it has in judgment instead. So, oh. I, I yeah, mean, what does your Torah the, say? The Torah says, "These are the groupings of Noah's descendants according to their origins, by their nations, and from these nations, Brent." And from these nations branched out over the earth after the flood. And again, right. like God, it's it was like Noah was the one who punished, who uh, who punished Canaan. So it's right. not God. God was is going to punish us with Babel, but you guys can do this next time. It's going to be exciting. Yeah, <laughs> great episode. So Shem, bro, Shem. I mean, we gotta talk about uh, you know the founders here. This is the, the chosen Shem that's people. Been, the Shem de la Shem, bro. The Shem, Shem de la Shem. <laughs> well played, sir. Well played. Good job, Moo. That's awesome. Uh, that, thanks, man. That's you, though. You, you got to take over because I'm not Shem enough. I wish. <laughs> um, so is this where the Hashem comes from? Ah, <laughs> oh, Hashem. Oh. Doesn't Hashem mean the name? I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm pretty sure that's what it means. <laughs> I didn't say that just like as a, you know. Yeah. No, I got you. Um, there's another Sheba too. <laughs> oh yeah, Shem is one of the ones I couldn't find I a uh, a name for or a uh, a meaning for. Yeah, there's another Sheba, which means seven or the oath or end oath. What? Seven or end oath. It's it's not good that like the meanings are even more confusing <laughs> than like the pronunciations of the names. It's like, come on, just cut me some goddamn slack for heaven's sakes. <laughs> Trying to get through this. I typed in Hashem. And I somehow there's an image with an I love Hashem. Like an I, love, <laughs> I love the name. I love yeah, the, the Jews use uh, Hashem yeah. interchangeably with other names of God. It's like oh, euphemisms. Nice. Okay. So it's I love God and I love Hash. I get it. That's cool. Yeah, because right. you can't say Yahweh. Ah, uh, 
he who must not be named. Right, exactly. It would be a real hoot if this whole place is just like they say in the Bible and God did create it. And in the end, there is this trickster and he's been able to do all this. That would be quite awesome. And it wouldn't happen until you guys finish the show. So take your time. Because I don't think, I don't think, it can, I don't think mathematically it's allowed to. As long as you guys have this planned, you're interfering with the timeline. Wow. I like this. This is okay, Dick, all the way. Next week, join us for a special crossover episode as we welcome the ladies from The Good Book. Find out what happens when people build a tower to heaven. And we pose the question, women, are they important? All that and more next week on an all-new Atheist Read the Bible. Music by Connected Sounds.